restore my life and hurting heart. Broke pottery, it's all apart. Jesus, creator, make me Hello, welcome to Restoring Hearts Indigenous Ministries. I am your host, Liz Obamsawin, and I'm a member of the Abenaki First Nation in the Oneida Indian Nation. Today, I wanted to share some thoughts with you on the difficult situation that our people are facing with this coronavirus, based on my experience in research in the health field. I also have some traditional recipes I'd like to share from nature. If you'd like, you could get a pen to take down some notes. But first, I would like to extend my prayers and condolences to anyone who has lost any loved ones. I hope the things that I share with you today will bring some help and hope as we take a look at the wisdom of our ancestors and as we turn to the Word of God. So before we begin, could we just have a word of prayer? Creator God, we ask for your presence with us as we turn to you during this most trying time. We pray for our Native people who are sick and for those who have lost loved ones due to sickness. We know you have the answers, and in you is hope and healing. I pray that you will be with us now. Guide my words that I might say only the words that you would have me say, and that someone listening will be helped and blessed this day. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. The coronavirus has been sweeping the world at record speed. There's so many different stories about what the coronavirus is, how it started, how it spreads, and what to do to prevent it from affecting us. The first thing that I want to share is the realization that the Creator gave our people, our ancestors, answers long ago on how we can be healthy. Although our people didn't have perfect health, when the first Europeans arrived, overall our ancestors were amazingly strong and healthy. Back then, we didn't have grocery stores or television and video games to play all day. We didn't have pop to drink, potato chips, donuts. We were part of nature and we spent our time harvesting food in the fresh air and sunlight. The food that we ate was not processed in any factory but came right off the land. And if we did get sick, we knew that we could turn to the medicines that the Creator provided everywhere we turned our eye. We don't know many things about what's causing this devastating pandemic, but one thing is for certain, we can fight it better if we return to our traditional practices as best we can, and if we use what we have today to build up our immunity. In addition to the guidelines set by the leaders of this country, like frequent hand washing, honor, social distancing, try not to touch our faces, and so on. I thought that I would share some ways that have been shown to help combat other flus and infections. The first thing that we need to do is to eat lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. And I know that many of our people already do this, and if you're one of them, I'm sure you're enjoying good health. The Harvard Medical School found that eating a diet high in fruits and vegetables strengthens the immune system. Our ancestors ate a great deal of beans and Indian corn. Now, we have to keep in mind that corn was not genetically modified. The corn we have in the stores is not that good for us. But 
some of the Indian corn, if we can have access to some Indian corn or some uh, what they call heritage corn, that would do us a lot of good. We also had fruits such as elderberries, blueberries, strawberries, and many more. The sugars in these foods in moderation are good for us, um, except, of course, in certain illnesses. I know diabetes and um, some people who are suffering from candida can't even enjoy those. But for the most part, most of us can have fruit and it's very good for us. On the other hand, the white processed sugar products are not good for our immune system. And these include cookies, cakes, pops, donuts, ice cream, that sort of thing. White sugar has no vitamins or minerals in it and it creates inflammation in the body which makes our body susceptible to disease. So if you are diabetic, it's especially important to keep your body's sugar levels normal. The research that's going on now is showing that having high levels of sugar in our blood can make it easier to contract COVID-19. So we definitely want to cut down on white sugar consumption and just make sure that uh, our blood sugar is at a, a good range all the time. So... Cut down on white sugar consumption is is a safe bet (laughs) to be a little bit healthier. Now, the supplements that we can take, uh, we can get these right in the drugstore, and they are still open at this time. Vitamin C is amazing. You know, there's some 500 milligrams or some 1,000 milligrams. So take a look at what you have. I would say 2,000 milligrams a day minimum is a good plan. Just take a look at the bottles of all these supplements and you can get a fairly good idea as to what you should be taking. As long as you take some of these every day, it will definitely help your immune system. The next is 15 milligrams of zinc a day. We can also use zinc lozenges and uh, you can also get those in the drugstore. Those are really good for sore throats, which is one of the early signs of the coronavirus. The next thing is vitamin D3. Again, check the bottle. Take at least one of those a day, one capsule. And there's a whole bunch more, but those I think are kind of the basic supplements that will just kind of really boost us up and keep us strong. Another thing we need to do is to drink eight glasses of water a day. That's a general rule. Some of us need a little less, some a little more. But water is really essential to flush all the poisons out of our bodies and uh, just to keep us well hydrated. The next is to get plenty of rest. That's seven to nine hours of sleep every single night. That's critical. Your body heals during sleep, and if you're not sleeping, your body is not healing. If you don't get rest, now the studies are proving that your body also gets inflamed from that. We don't want inflamed bodies. Inflammation makes our bodies very susceptible to disease. Seven to nine is the recommended amount, so really try hard to do that. Sunlight is very important. If you just look at our animal brothers, what they do when they get sick, they immediately go and lie in the sun. I mean, I know that there's a lot of concern about when you lie in the sun and how long and that sort of thing. So it's a good idea not to take too much sun and not to have it in the hottest part of the day. So, you know, we have to be a little careful, but it's proven that ultraviolet light kills many kinds of viruses. And um, one other note is that during the Spanish flu in 1918, the death rates dropped when they put infected people into the sun. 
Next is moderate exercise. It promotes good circulation. We need fresh air. Researchers found that regular walking can lead to a higher number of white blood cells, which fight infections. So walking is one of the best exercises you can do. It uh, stimulates your entire body, uses all the muscles, and gets our heart pumping properly. And uh, it's just incredibly healthy, not only for our bodies, but for our minds. And when you're walking, try to look at the surroundings. If you have mountains in the background, keep an eye on that. There's all kinds of studies being done about our mindfulness when we walk. Try not to be uh, playing on your cell phone (laughs) as you're walking. Just enjoy the walk and enjoy the beauty around you if, in fact, you are in nature. Um, There's just so much beauty out there, and and it's so good for our souls. Okay, the following practices are home remedies that have not been proven. Uh, currently to help with the COVID-19, but they certainly can't hurt us and some people swear by them. One is to add lemon to our water and sip water often throughout the day. Use a steam room if possible, and that's probably not going to happen with everything being closed down, but maybe you know somebody who has one or something. Eat raw garlic. That's just lovely to do. I don't know if you've ever done that. It's not very pleasant, and uh, you don't smell so good afterwards. But, um, you know, the nice thing is you'll be six feet away from everyone else, so <laughs> or two meters away. So that's um, that should help. Also, gargle with hot salt water. If you can do it when you first start getting the sore throat, it makes such a difference, and you can just keep on gargling till you know, the sore throat's gone. And uh, you may need to gargle like even once every minute or so. Just continually gargle until there's no phlegm there and also where there's no soreness. So you may need to do that very often, but the key is to do it immediately just when you start getting it. Another really good idea, in my opinion, is to take activated charcoal as soon as you get a sore throat as well. I always heard stories about how our people and the bears would eat wood charcoal to settle their stomachs. Activated charcoal absorbs all kinds of poisons, and I'm convinced that viruses are included in that. Many years ago, one of my cousins brought over her five-year-old son to our home because he had the flu. She thought that we could help him. He was one of those kids who was always bouncing off the walls, but this time he was like a limp dishrag just lying there on the couch. So anyway, we took a teaspoon of activated charcoal powder, and we mixed it in a glass of water, and he drank that. And I kid you not, within 10 minutes, he was up bouncing off the walls again. So I can't promise it will help the coronavirus, but I personally would surely take it at any signs of any symptoms. So if you're interested in doing that, you can get activated charcoal in health food stores in powdered form or in capsules at the pharmacy. One important note is that if you take charcoal, wait an hour before you take any of your regular medicines as it will absorb your medicines as well. So that's it for those. The experts say that neither the flu nor the pneumonia vaccines will help with the coronavirus. So no use getting those. It's not a good idea to stay indoors all the time. At the very least, sit in the sun in your yard for a while every day and breathe deeply in and out to get some good oxygen. And uh, keep the shades and your curtains open during the day to get sunlight into your house. If possible, keep the windows open a little bit too. Walk around the yard if you're not taking walks. Probably walk maybe 15 minutes a day in your yard if you can. It's really important to get some exercise. 
and you know our ancestors understood how to survive very well on this great land of ours and the reason they understood is because our creator gave them knowledge how to survive i'll tell you a little story my great-grandfather wilson cornelius he belonged to the bear clan who are the keepers of the medicines among the haudenosaunee people and uh, when he was courting my great-grandmother he would walk all the way back and forth from the onondaga indian territory in new york state to the oneida of the thames near london ontario that was about three hundred miles or over four hundred and fifty kilometers and uh, all he carried was a stick with these clothes on the back you know how those hobos would walk walk around with their sticks and clothing uh, way back and uh, he would just live off the land he knew all the medicines and the foods that he could use along the way to survive and he did quite well he was a big man he knew he was taught amazing gifts the creator gave us on the land he could just live out there if he wanted full time anyway there are so many gifts the creator gave us here's a traditional formula that some native people are using that was given by a medicine person using our own medicines and uh, of course you know one of the first things they say to do is to thank the plant for its life and of course we know that's not worshiping the plant or anything strange like that it's uh, people talk to plants all the time but it's just sort of a respect for the plant and also we need to thank the creator for providing that plant for us there's a lot of ways you can do this but this is a formula that uh, is easy to remember so you fill a jar with one-third chaga tea one-third white pine needle tea and one-third maple sap chaga has vitamins d and b plus many antioxidants white pine is full of vitamin c and is known to relieve chest congestion and maple sap is full of zinc chaga is the mushroom that grows on the birch tree to heal the tree when it's damaged and it contains a concentration of birch tree nutrients so if you have chaga tea powder which is finely ground chaga this is how you make uh, the chaga tea you add two tablespoons of chaga in a saucepan with four cups of water you bring it to a boil and then you turn it on low for one hour and then you strain the tea for the white pine needle tea what you want to do with this is you basically get some water and heat it until the little bubbles start to rise and then put the white pine needles into the water take the pan right off from the stove because uh, you don't want the pine needles to boil at all they're packed full of vitamin c and the heat will destroy the vitamin c so just kind of let them sit there off the stove for about 20 minutes and it'll still be a good tea and all the vitamin C will not be destroyed and get the white pine needles that have fallen on the ground but that are still green because the older pine needles have more vitamin C than the fresh pine needles and you have to be careful make sure that it's white pine needles because some of the um, pine is not actually good for us and uh, can make us quite sick so the white pine needles is is one of those that is very good so that's how you make the white pine needle tea now if you're on the west coast the western red cedar can be also used instead of the white pine needle and with this one you want to use the leaves and um, it's basically the same idea you just uh, bring a bunch of water to a boil and you add cedar leaves you remove the pan from the stove leave them in the hot water for about 20 minutes and then you strain the tea 
don't overdo the cedar. Having too much cedar tea can actually be bad for you. So some say just one cup a day is good, but um, definitely not more than two cups a day. If you can combine any of the teas with the maple sap, it's lovely. It makes it sweet and delicious. If you don't have maple sap, you can use just a tiny bit of maple syrup. But if you don't, that's okay too. It'll still be marvelous and good for you. Our creator gave us these herbs for a reason. And uh, we have such a wonderful legacy in that. If you can find somebody who knows herbs well, who can help us to get reacquainted with all those wonderful gifts Creator gave us, it'll be a real blessing to us. We just need to really take care of these amazing bodies that the Creator has given us. And I would also lastly urge everyone to grow a garden. Uh, The garden doesn't have to be fancy at all. The directions are on the backs of the packages, but even if you don't follow that, just get some seeds in the ground. You know, I had this uncle who one day threw seeds all over the place, corn seeds, and wouldn't you know it, corn was just growing all over, probably from people walking on it, I'm not sure, but I know someone else who had a garden and they never weeded it, and I don't know how they found their vegetables, but they did, and uh, the vegetables were actually, they looked pretty good, and they tasted pretty good. The garden doesn't have to be in a row, doesn't have to look fancy at all, so just get something, get some seeds in the ground. And our ancestors did that as well. And so we have to ask, why is this pandemic happening? Why is God allowing this terrible pestilence where people are suffering and dying? God did not create this disaster, but he is using it to get our attention. This world is asleep, my friends, spiritually asleep. Jesus is coming back to this earth very soon, and he wants all of us to wake up and turn to him before it's too late. Jesus tells us in the Bible, Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give to each person according to what they have done. Revelation twenty-two twelve. You may think, well, I'm not that bad. I know people who've done horrific things, and I've lived a pretty good life. Well, guess what? We are all sinners. Not one of us deserves to go to heaven. Not one of us is good enough. But the good news is that Jesus has died to erase every sin if we give our hearts to him. We don't know how long this pandemic will last, but the Bible promises to be with those who love him through any of our difficulties. The Bible assures us the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you, nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Deuteronomy 31.8 What a comfort to know that God is with his children always, through the good times and the not-so-good times. Our hope is in Jesus. I would love to pray a blessing for you. Gracious Father, we pray for our Native people and all the people around the world who are sick and suffering the loss of loved ones. May you bring them comfort, peace, and healing. We pray for those who are having difficulty with their finances, that you will supply their needs as well. Please lift the fear of our Native people, and may they turn to you and put their trust in you. We ask for a miraculous intervention to end this pandemic quickly. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I will continue to pray for all of you. You are all in my heart. I know that you are all praying too. Remember, our God is a God of hope 
and healing. May our Creator God bless and keep you all safe, and I hope you are feeling loved during this time of isolation. Until the next time, may our Creator God guide and bless you. He is waiting to hear from you with wide open arms. Restore my heart, my life, my all.